Yo, people, hey, it's that time again, you know? Welcome to another episode of Echo Chamber. Got a couple of films for you this week, but before we get into those, let's look at the top 15 films streaming in the UK right now. Alright, so at number 15 we've got Frozen 2. At number 14 we've got Bloodshot. At number 13 it's Knives Out. At number 12 it's Le Mans 66. At number 11 we've got Joker. Now, top 10, we've got Jumanji The Next Level. At number 9, it's The Call of the Wild. At number 8, it's Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker. At 7, Onward. At number 6, we've got Bad Boys for Life. At number 5, Sonic the Hedgehog. At number four this week, it's the personal history of David Copperfield. At number three, it's 1917. Number two, we've got Doolittle. And back at number one, it's Birds of Prey, the fantabulous Harley Quinn. Alright, so uh, that's our top 15 films. So let's get to a little bit of information before we hit this week's films. Okay, so fans of Japanese cinema, yo. You can rejoice because BFI Japan 2020 is now upon us. So, from the information on the website, it reads, In this major season, we spotlight Japanese filmmakers who have inspired admiration and fascination around the world. We have long carried a torch for Japanese film here at the BFI, since the birth, the first BFI London Film Festival opened with Akira Kurosawa's Fawn of Blood in 1957, we've played a vital role in bringing the cinema of this culturally rich nation to UK audiences through our festivals, seasons, theoretical distribution, books and video publishing. In this major season, we spotlight filmmakers who have inspired admiration and fascination around the world. We begin our story with Akira Kurosawa, and over the coming months, we'll present films from the golden age, a focus on Yasugira Uzu, new wave rebels, the visionary creations of anime, the Neverworlds of J-Horror, and so much more with archived rarities to contemporary works and cult classics. This landmark season will take place on the BFI Player. It started on the 11th of May, and it will continue with new, new online collections released each month, and 
they expect to present it at the BFI South Bank and cinemas nationwide later on in the year. So, yes, you'll be able to see stuff like Seven Samurai, Drunken Angel, Ran, Stray Dog. I mean, just classics like that. So, yeah, if you're a fan, um, go check it out, right? So, you'll be pleased to know you can get a free 14-day free trial of the BFI player. Um, and after that, it is $4.99 a month, but you can cancel whenever you want. And another thing that a lot of, you know, film fans may enjoy, um, you know, there will be a lot of exclusive introductions from Mark Commode. So, that is Japan 2020. It's on the BFI player right now, people. Go check it out. Okay, film fans. This will be of interest to you. Today, Cinema Showtime, an Indiegogo crowdfunding multimedia project designed to reunite film fans following the coronavirus lockdown, has launched. They will be working in partnership with Medi Cinema, the charity that brings the magic of film to hospitals. Cinema Showtime is a project that is looking forward to a time when re restrictions are lifted and we can start going and doing what we love again. Going to the pictures. It is looking forward to a time when we can watch rescheduled movies that we have been waiting to see for months on the big screen with our friends. The current guidelines suggest that we can expect to see cinemas reopen to the public from July the 4th. Perhaps that will be our own Independence Day. <laughs> what the Cinema Showtime project involves production and distribution of a free glossy magazine written by film experts and packed with the ultimate preview of every movie being released between November the 20th and August the 23rd. Sorry, that's November 2020 to August 2021. This will include the latest release dates, info, features, interviews and more. Staging a one-off live event in a prominent London venue called Cinema Showtime Live that fans and contributors will be invited to attend. This will include a fan lottery with incredible prizes and money can't buy merchandise and experiences also creating an online site and newsletter that celebrates the return of cinema with up-to-the-minute news and information production unique and exclusive merchandise to tie in with the event and film releases and also 10% of all contributions and money raised will go to the charity Medi Cinema to assist with their work. 
the teams behind Cinema Showtime, Creative Path Group Limited, Strike Media Limited and My Film Club will be monitoring the latest coronavirus guidelines to ensure that what is planned will be sensible and time sensitive. The first glossy magazine is currently scheduled for October. As this proceeds, a number of major rescheduled movie releases for November onwards. These include No Time to Die, Black Widow, Soul, Free Guy, Peter Rabbit 2, Fast and the Furious 9, Top Gun Maverick, Coming to America 2, The Tomorrow War, Venom 2 and many more. Medi Cinema is a registered UK charity that builds and runs state-of-the-art cinemas in NHS hospitals which accommodate beds and medical equipment. They work to help improve patient well-being, resilience and recovery through the power of film and the shared cinema experience. Currently, their cinemas are suspended just like all regular cinemas across the country instead they are providing a free movie channel for patients to access at their bedsides during the long periods of isolation that come with restricted visiting hours we are raising money for them to keep these services running and to ensure their in-hospital cinemas can reopen when it is safe to do so um the Medi Cinema CEO Kat Mason said, We all miss being able to go out to see a film with friends and for our NHS patients who are more isolated than ever and not able to visit our in hospital cinemas. It is even harder. This is such a wonderful initiative. Uh, we are so grateful for Cinema Showtime support, which will help ensure that our cinemas will reopen and that patients can once again have a break from the wards and their conditions to do what used to feel normal to all of us. To go and watch a great film. Alright, so check out the links in this episode's information on how you can get involved with uh, Cinema Showtime. Great stuff. Okay, people. So, with summer potentially a bust, Shudder has you covered. They are dropping some exclusive content starting in the on the second of July. So we've got uh, Metamorphosis, which is a um, you know fresh spin on demonic possession. Zhang uh, Su, an exorcist, must face a demon he tragically failed to defeat in the past when it targets his brother's family. The demon assumes the form of different family members to sow confusion and distrust, destroying a unit from within. With his loved ones in peril, Zhang Su must face the demon again at the risk of his own life. Yes. And um, this stars Bei Song Wu, Song Dong Tu, 
and Zhang Young Nam, directed by Hong Soon Kim. On the 9th of July, we've got the beach house uh, escaping to a family's beach house to reconnect. Emily and Randall find their off-season trip interrupted by Mitch and Jane, an older couple acquainted with Randall's estranged father. Unexpected bonds form as the couples let loose and enjoy the isolation, but it all takes an ominous turn as increasingly strange environmental phenomena begin to warp their peaceful evening. As the effects of an infection become evident, Emily struggles to make sense of the contagion before it's too late. It's starring Liana Liberato, Noah Legras, Jake Weber, and Marianne Nagel. It's directed by Jeffrey A. Brown. Um, on the 16th of July, we've got the like Lake of Death. So, a year after her twin brother died, a mysterious death, Lillian and her friends head to the old family cabin to say their goodbyes. But soon after they arrive, eerie and gruesome events begin to occur. As the lines between reality and Lillian's nightmares blur, she must fight both an external and internal struggle to stay alive. Um, you know, it's a horrific local legend becoming reality, or is the real enemy among them? So it's directed by um, Nini Ball Robsham. Yeah, could be interesting. Then on the twenty third of July, we've got Impetigor. So this was a Sundance official selection. After surviving a murder attempt in the city, Maya, a down on her luck young woman, learns that she may have in she may inherit a house in her ancestral village. With her friend Dinny, Maya returns to the village of her birth, unaware that the community there has been trying to locate and kill her to remove the curse that has plagued the village for years. As she begins to discover the complicated reality about her past, Maya finds herself in a fight for her life. It's starring Tara Bassaro, Ario Bayo, uh, Marissa Antia, Christine Hakim, Amasa Abigail, and it's directed by Joku Anoa. So, um, yeah, we end the month as well on the 30th with In Search of Darkness. So, tracking um, major theoretical releases, obscure titles, and straight-to-video gems, this four-plus-hour documentary explores 80s horror films year by year. Topics include groundbreaking practical effects, the home video revolution, poster art, and project marketing. Creative, bud creative and budgetary challenges, sound design, and musical scores. The 3D resurgence, heroes and villains, sex, nudity, 
and the final girl, controversy, and the pop culture context that fueled the genre. It's filled with countless clips and entertaining moments. In Search of Darkness is a nostalgia trip through a game-changing decade, as told by both experts and the icons who influenced the modern landscape of genre cinema. So, um, yeah, there you have it, people. There's a whole heap of more content coming to the platform, but that's just a little taster for you. Uh, looks like July, although it's a summer, it's gonna be a Shudderfest. Okay, people, so now we've uh, covered that, let's get into this week's films, all right? Um, yeah, we're gonna start off with some horse racing. Mm-hmm. A little bit of horse racing. That is correct. And then we're gonna get a little scary for you people. So sit back and enjoy. Okay, so I've just watched Ride Like a Girl. This is the new, well actually it's the featured debut from Rachel Griffiths um, Yeah, she's acted in a, you know, a few big films I think the last big thing she was in was Hacksaw Ridge She's been in some TV, but yeah, this is, like she's directed some TV episodes But this is her first feature film um, She also produced it alongside Richard Keddy, uh, Susie Manteague Delaney um, The film was written by Andrew Knight And uh, Ellis McCready um, you know, It's got a uh, decent cast It's got um, Teresa Palmer uh, Who played Michelle Payne Sam Neill who played her dad um, Paddy Payne uh, Stevie Payne played himself. Uh, then you had um, Brock Satchwell, who was Teresa Payne, uh, Sullivan Stapleton, who is Darren Weir, uh, Magda Shabansky, who was Sister Dominique, you know, um, Shane Bourne, who is Trevor Smart. Uh, Sophia Forrest, Kathy Payne, and Zara Zoe, who is um, Marie Payne. Uh, the cinematographer was Martin McGrath. And the music was from David Hirschfelder. So the, um, the plot of the film is this, right? Uh, it's a heartwarming, triumphant, true story of Michelle Payne. Who, um, where am I? Who, as a little girl, uh, dreams the impossible, uh, winning the Melbourne Cup, horse racing's toughest two mile race, the youngest of ten children, like ten children, god damn. Michelle is raised by her stern, widowed father, Paddy. Who is also a veteran horse trainer. Despite tremendous mental and physical hardships. And against all expert advice. 
Michelle pursues her dream with grit and tenacity. And with the love of her dad and brother Stevie, overcomes the impossible odds for a shot at her dream. A ride in a race that stops the nation, the Melbourne Cup. Yeah, it's an inspirational sporting story of a young girl who defies all odds in a male-dominated sport. Uh, so, yeah, that's uh, that's the gist of it, right? Um, I think it is funny because when it started, I was like, "Oh, is this a documentary?" Like I, you know, what I mean, I don't like. Sometimes I forget what I'm, <laughs> I'm checking out, um, which is is you know, uh, coming with as little information as possible, so you don't have any. Um, I can't think of the word, but expectate. God damn it, expectations. Yes. Um, now, so the thing is, um, yeah, we we have some. Archival footage You know, there's a voiceover And it's kind of setting our scene for us Then the film And we've seen this in a few films, right? Where it starts kind of at the end Right? So you kind of be like Okay, so we're gonna Right, okay, right I get it, I get it And yeah, it, 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 you know, it's telling this story, right? It's, um, you know, letting us follow Michelle as a little kid. We we have a few periods where, you know, the film jumps forward several years and that kind of thing. But we're basically seeing Michelle grow up and the relationship she has with her brother, right? It, it hits... The beats that you would expect. You know what I mean? Like it it gives you those particular moments to make you be like, oh, damn, what's gonna happen now? And then, you know, there's like there's these bits and it's got the the rousing music. So you know, okay, this is an uplifting part and you know, and it and it the film plays itself like that, and then you get to the you know how the film is going to end, which I guess a lot of people will know. Well, I mean, if you if you follow horse racing, you would probably know what happened. I didn't, but the way the film is moving, you can you can pretty much figure out. What's coming next? How it's going to happen? Oh, and this is a sad bit. This is the uplifting bit. This is the, you know, tender hooks moment. And boom, there we go. There was a bit at the end, though. Ain't going to lie. There is a bit at the end which does hit you a little bit. You know what I mean? Does hit you a little bit. Hey, you know what I mean? I, 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 I can't deny that. Um, and I, I think this is, it's a family film, right? It's one of those films that the family can sit around, watch and, hey, have those moments together, 
you know, like the kids would look at the dad and, the, you know, and the mum and be like, oh, yeah, we don't appreciate you and we love you and bum, bum, bum. It, it's got, it's, it's that film, right? To, to bring people together and let you understand what you have and all of that. And, um, yeah, I think it's, it's non-offensive. You know, I think there's a few swear words in it. But it's a PG, so there's not a... I think there's, like, one or two, right? N- and nothing crazy. So, um, yeah, it, it plays for a family, I kind of feel. Like, this really... It's not a film for me, you know? But that's fine, because I'm not the audience. I, I just... I did think that, you know... We get the story, right? And the story is... It's not a bad, you know, kind of story to all sense and purposes. The problem is that it's hard to be invested with the characters. Because we don't don't really know anything. You know, this is all very surface level. You know, like, we, we don't know... Any of Michelle's other interests You know, we don't know if she, You know, she fancies anyone We don't know what music she likes We don't really know anything Right? Who's her best friend? Like, nothing We don't know any of this information Because, it, it, you know, the film doesn't really go into any depth with anyone, right, you, you, you know, we're told this person is this, and then that's who that person is for the rest of the film, like, that's how it's all playing out, and it is a shame, you know, because I kind of feel there's, there's things that they could have probably trimmed down a bit, or just cut, and just, you know, give us a bit more information on people, as you you have these dynamics playing out, but it is just it's a little ham fisted, it's a little on the nose. You know, like you know when certain things are going to happen or they're building up to this point. Just because the way you know everything is unfolding, it's not it's not overly nuanced. You know what I mean? It, it, it's not treating the audience like you are intelligent enough to kind of get this textured tale of a film. Like, you know what I mean? Like, everyone, ha- you're either kind of bad or you're kind of good and you're kind of, like, no, there's no real grey areas here. You know, like, you you have a period of time when people aren't getting along and it it's just like there's you know you 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 cannot get on with someone right and you'll just kind of meet them and be like hey how are you doing yeah no it's cool it's fine all right i'll catch you later you know I mean you just have a surface level conversation so you know you're not ignoring people you're not being rude but you're just not delving but in this one, to kind of convey a situation, like people just are 
blatantly ignoring each other. And it's just like there's certain things and you're just like, really? Like in that, people are just going to, you're just going to be like this. You know, or you have those things where it's just like, hey, why are you guys arguing? Oh, you're just as bad as one another. And it's just like, well, no, not really. Like that, per you can say that person is in the wrong. You know, but it's just like, look, I don't want to be mad. So I'm just going to go and say, like, there's ways in which this can work without it having to be so... You're in on the nose, right? But yeah, unfortunately, it, it, it's just not like that, um, which is a shame. And, you know, the things that happen, like, it's just like, and, oh, yeah, it, it's, it, you know, nothing's falling into place, but boom, yeah, and now it is. And it's just like, wait, it was just like that? It happened... And when I say that easily, obviously, you know, what we see, it, it's, it's not easy. But, you know, you, you see that there's a struggle to break through, right? But then all of a sudden, an offer comes through. And it's just like, okay, but why? Do you know what I mean? Like, why did that person do that? Like, show us that. You know what I mean? Like, the person kind of, you know, has seen all the rejections she's getting and just like, you know, you know what? I don't care. I just want someone that can do this. Like, give us that. Because that helps you, you know, invest in that situation. So then you're looking at it and like, oh, yeah, no, that's... That's real cool, and that's like, yeah, that guy, that, they understand it, they get it, right, and now she's got this, and bum, 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 you know, it, it brings you into the film, but just, uh, like, how it plays, yeah, it's just a little, it, it is a little surface level, but as I said, look, it plays for the audience, right, it, it plays as that, you know, mat Sunday matinee film that you can go watch with with the family. Have a you know, then you go have a nice meal, and it's just a nice day out. And yeah, that's what it seems to want to do, and it does that right. So it works in that you know in that respect. So yeah, you know, I I guess like look. What type of film do you want to see? You know, what what kind of things do you enjoy watching? That's what you have to think about, I would say, um, you know, when you when you're doing this. Right. I would I would imagine if you enjoyed um oh gosh, what is that film? Dagenham. Um hold on, let me have a little think. Yes, Made in Dagenham, right? If you enjoyed Made in Dagenham, um, oh, a, a film we talked about a couple of weeks ago, To the Stars, um, another film that we talked about recently, uh, Storm Boy. If those are your type of films, right? If if you enjoy that kind of stuff, I think this 
this is for you. You know, Ride Like a Girl will be your type of film. Um, yeah, you know, it plays for that audience. Okay, so yeah, th think about it like that. But people, you know, it will be, um, yeah, it's available for you to go, uh, go watch this Friday, the 26th of June. And, um, yeah, it's going to be out on, um, yeah, all of your VOD, um, suppliers, you know, like places like Amazon, stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, if this sounds like it's for you on Friday, go check it out, you know, get the fam together, little food, yeah, have a, have a nice time. All right. So that's ride like a girl. Okay, so I've just watched Yummy. Uh, this is a Shudder original. It was meant to be uh, opening up. Well, not opening up, but uh, playing at South by Southwest um, in the midnight block. So, you know what I mean? Because of everything that's happening, unfortunately, it's just had to go straight to Shudder. Which, hey... It's not a bad thing, because it means you all get to watch it right now, uh, because it is out today, people. Okay, so it's from director Lars Damosu, um, who co-wrote it with Evelyn Hegenbeck. Um, the film is starring Mayak Nouvelle, Bart Hollandaz. Benjamin Ramon, uh, Clara Clemens, Anique Christians, uh, Eric Gudun, uh, Joshua Rubin. Um, and the gist of it is, is this. Yummy is an orgy of blood, violence and fun in which a young couple travel to a shabby Eastern European hospital for plastic surgery. The young woman wants a breast reduction. Her mother comes along for yet another facelift. Wandering through an abandoned ward, the boyfriend stumbles upon a young woman gagged and strapped to an operating table. She is the result of an experimental rejuvenation treatment. He frees her, but does not realise he just caused the outbreak of a virus that will change doctors, patients, and his mother-in-law into bloodthirsty zombies. <laughs> I mean, listen... Yeah, watch this, and you do think, okay, it, it, it is, is this a mockumentary? <laughs> because, hey, the, the countless times I, I've come across news stories of people traveling to a, a an Eastern European, you know, clinic, and the plastic surgery has gone horribly wrong. So, um... Yeah, this definitely does seem to fit. <laughs> you know, uh, it, it's a, it's an odd film, but it is. It's 
fun. It is fun, that's for sure. Like, um, I think it's an English-Dutch production, so there are some subtitles, which urgh, is a little frustrating, but you, I mean, you can pretty much follow it without having to read them, really. Um, yeah, you know, uh, the way it's all acted and everything, yeah, you, you, you kind of get the gist of what's going on in the scenes. Um, it's like the way all of this plays out, you can see there's a lot of like insecurity, you know what I mean, between the couple, like the guy always seems like he's wondering if, you know what I mean, is this girl going to stay with me, like how is everything going on, like how is she perceiving me, because all of these actions, you know, they seem to play in the whole kind of like, um, hey, I'm I'm not the person you think I am. I'm I'm pretty I'm 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 knowledgeable. I'm cool. I'm a I can be a badass. I can save us. Come on. You know, and, and so he's constantly trying and constantly just messing shit up. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It, it it's not going well for him. But within that, we get all of this craziness unfolding, and just some of the other, you know, what I mean, other people involved. Like there's a uh, a famous TV star at the clinic, and um, oh my, I I it's just, oof, what happens with that character's arc? Well, <laughs> I mean, it, it, it's definitely, oh, it's, it's difficult, <laughs> it's, it, it's difficult to watch, I'm not sure I can look at a fire extinguisher again, <laughs> Yo, it, it, yeah, there's, there's a lot of fun happening, because it's playing on, like, people's insecurities, you know what I mean? For being there. Right? And you've got the people running it who are just, you know, blatantly taking advantage. And it's just, yeah, it makes for a uh, interesting story. And also when you look at it, you know what I mean? Because uh, this zombie situation comes from people's desires to, you know what I mean, like, improve themselves, look better, look younger, you know, and kind of like, as a zombie, you're the undead, so they, they do kind of get their wish, right, they want to be young forever, uh, and now they get to live forever, I mean, for granted, they don't necessarily look great, but, you know, they're not gonna know, right, <laughs> so there is that, um, yeah, so you've got, um, you know, the, these different kind of little threads that all tie in within the main film and the main story, 
You know, there's um, ah, there's a guy there who I, you don't really understand. I didn't quite get why he was there, but he he's definitely um just trying to ch- like hit on everyone, and so he's bit yeah. That all, like, you do get satisfied with how that all comes to pass. Um, the, I think how the film ends, didn't expect it. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, yeah, I didn't expect what kind of played out to play out like that. It was because at one point you're thinking, oh, it's going in this direction. And then it looks like it swerved to the next. And then it just goes somewhere else. And you're like, oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. It's, uh, I, I, you know, I feel that if you're a fan of stuff like The Walking Dead, um, you know, if you liked Scare Package, that you know we talked about last week. This, this will be your kind of thing, you know. Um, and the Evil Dead. I I said the Walking Dead, didn't I? I mean, I meant like I mean the Walking Dead will play into it, but I I kind of feel like they're dead. The Evil Dead films, you know, those Ash and all of that kind of stuff. Yeah, I I think you will enjoy this. Um, like the effects, I have to say. Right, because this is kind of like a a B movie, essentially, right? Maybe slightly higher production level, but it is kind of like a B movie, and that's not a knock. You mean? But um, I would say the effects, the effects are pretty damn good, right? There's certain things that happen, and you're just like, wait. How the fuck am I seeing that? Like uh, an arm situation, a finger situation, a penis situation. You know, like all of them. And you're just like, whoa, that shit looks real as fuck. Yeah, so yeah, the effects, real good. You know, oh, there is also a liposuction situation. Oh, kind of grim. But um yeah no the the feel of it is all good I like the lighting that you know that plays a big part in this because you know um in, it's in a hospital right so it goes to this emergency lighting kind of bits and so some rooms are darker than others but even in the dark rooms you can still see everything that's happening and that, that's great. Because there's often times in films and they want to create this dark ambiance. And it just impacts your, your viewing. You know, the fact that you can't really see that much. But no, this one, hey, it, 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 it really um, covered those situations well. Uh, which, you know, plays into the enjoyment of the feature. Like, um, it's got a bit of a score, but it, it doesn't, like, overpower the film in any way and what we're seeing. 
So, uh, yeah, all in all, this comes together pretty nicely. It's 96 minutes, so it's not too long. Just the right length, I feel. Um, yes, people, it's definitely an 18. All right, so be aware of that coming in. Um, but, yeah, I, I think, look, as I said, if you're fans of um, Scare Package, if you're fans of the Evil Dead, hearing that kind of stuff, then, yeah, I feel you will enjoy this. Because, like, it's a foreign film, but, hey, it, it, it just works, right? It, it works. And um, if you've got plastic surgery booked, you might want to look into getting a refund, all right? It's just a heads up, people. Um, yeah, you need to be careful, right? Yeah, definitely need to be careful. So no Eastern European clinics. <laughs> yes. All right, people. Um, have fun. And oh, in the uh, information for this um, episode, there's also a, a link and a code where you get a 30 day um, free trial of Shudder. So, uh, hey, go do that because you can watch this. You can watch last week's scare package, um, Blood Quantum, Blood Machines. Um, you know, Scream Queens and Nightmare on Elm Street, like, and a whole heap more. So, uh, definitely worthwhile, people. So, yeah, enjoy. Okay, so as we draw to a close of another episode, um, let's hit. The, uh, the news and see what's going on in the film world. So, um, Colin Trevorrow and um, Dane Harper have uh, teamed up to uh, put together a, um, a new take on the whole Atlantis myth. Okay, so they've put together a premise where Atlantis is a lost continent located in the Indian Ocean where a multicultural civilization exists with advanced technology. So, I mean, it's kind of like the old myths around it. I mean, but, uh, yeah, you know, I don't know. Um... Yeah, supposedly, you know, they've been working on this for years And uh, they're, they're going to line it up for, um, you know, once uh, Tremov's finished with Jurassic World Domination Oh, you know what, and I mixed some details up No, no, so Tremov worked with Matt Charman on the idea and Dante Harper is writing the script for it. Okay. Alright. That's cleared that up. Alright. So, um, yeah, just found out the other day, Joel Schumacher um, passed away. So, I mean, he's 80, right? So, 
You know what I mean? Schumacher has led a hell of a life. A fashion designer became a film director. It's not too bad, right? Uh, supposedly been battling cancer for a year. Uh, but yeah, no, he um, yeah he left a legacy. Harry. So uh, I, I'm sure people will be enjoying his films for years to come. Um, now, interestingly enough, because Schumacher, um, you know, he directed a couple of Batman franchise films, and there's been some movement around all of that. So word is Michael Keaton. Yeah, Michael Keaton. Uh, He's in talks to reprise his role as Bruce Wayne Batman. Yes, that is right. That is what you heard. And no, it is not in the uh, currently being produced The Batman film. That is still Robert Patterson. No, this would be within The Flash movie. Yeah, so supposedly the Flash movie is going to be playing around with the multiverse, right? Um, I think it's kind of like an idea that, that, you know, they had in Flashpoint and some stuff like that. Um, So, yeah, that's kind of the idea, right? Um, It's not quite a done deal, but... Yeah, I mean, it sounded like it's pretty close, which, yeah, interesting, I don't know, but it could be confusing, who knows, man, but uh, no more confusing than the DC is anyway, um, some other weird stuff that's been going on, so, you know, Netflix have been working on, um, Enola Holmes, which is, uh, you know, are based on Sherlock's sister, younger sister, who is being played by Millie Bobby Brown. But um, there could be an issue because Netflix and Legendary are being sued by the uh, Arthur Cohen Doyle estate, it would seem. Yeah, uh, supposedly trademark infringements and the like. Which is an odd situation because, um, yeah, I I could have sworn that this story is kind of taken from one of the comic books that came out um, about Enola Holmes. So, it's, yeah, it's one of those weird ones that, okay, they didn't sue the comic, but they're going to sue this. I guess they kind of figure they would get more money from, uh, yeah, the film situation than the, you know, comic book one. So, uh, yeah, I'm sure it's all going to get sorted out, but, um, yeah, we will see what happens with this now more positive news on the netflix front so on the 20th anniversary uh just a couple of days ago um netflix have um come out and said that they've uh yeah they've made a deal with um aardman animation 
and they're going to be putting out a Chicken Run sequel. Yeah, Chicken Run. See, like, Chicken Run came out while I was working at the cinema. Jerry, like, yeah, I was at university um, when this came out. It's an odd one, an odd one to go back to, but hey ho, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, interesting, right? Um, no word really on what the situation is, um, because, um, you know, the story, right? The story is picking up with the surviving birds from the first film. And who are now living in a human-free sanctuary, having hatched a little girl called Molly. But when the whole of chicken kind faces a new terrible threat, they put their hard-worn freedom at risk to save their species. But, you know, the first film, it was, had Mel Gibson and Julia Swahala doing the voice work. And Mel Gibson's in a bit of heat at the moment Which is an odd one Because it's from a situation which he already Kind of got You know, excommunicated for So I don't know what's happening But yeah, it's kind of like Will he be coming back to voice Rocky? Who knows? But we do know that um, Sam Fell will be directing it uh peter lord carla shelley and carrie kirkpatrick are executive producing uh kirkpatrick john o'farrell and rachel tannard um penned the script so uh yeah Let's see what, um, you know, happens with this. Okay, so we know the cinemas are uh, in the process of this whole reopening. In the UK, it's the 4th of July. Um, but I know, uh, you know, stateside, I think a few have already started to open. Uh, so it's just come out that on July the 17th, we go USA and Patriot Pictures will be putting out Cutthroat City, which is the new film from uh, the Resurrector. Yeah, yeah, Bobby Knuckles, Bobby Digital, and all of that. Uh, which will be interesting, man. You know what I mean? There's, hey, Rizza puts together a great soundtrack. And there was promise in um, the man with the iron fists. He wasn't, uh, he was clunky, but it had promise. So, hey, I'd be interested to see what this one does. Supposedly, um, the, you know, it follows four boyhood friends who returned to New Orleans after Hurricane Katrina to find their homes decimated with no jobs and no help from FEMA. Out of options, they reluctantly turn to a local gangster who gets them to pull off a dangerous heist in the heart of the city. When the job goes bad, which obviously it was going to, 
the friends find themselves on the run, hunted by two relentless detectives and a neighborhood warlord who thinks they stole the heist money. So yeah, that's uh, I mean, it doesn't sound like it's a, a, a terrible take, right? So um, starring in the film is Demetrius Ship Jr., Denzel Whitaker. Isaiah Washington, Cat Graham, Keenan Johnson, Shamit Moore, uh, T.I. with um, Ezra Gonzalez, Ethan Hawke, Terence Howard, and Wesley Snipes. So, uh, yeah, not bad cast either. Um, so, um, also. Uh, Bruce Campbell came out recently talking about a, um, a new Evil Dead film um, Now he's revealed that the name of the film is Evil Dead Rise It's a standalone feature um, with a whole new setting um, You know, from the previous films Right, Campbell said, we're getting a new draft in. I don't think anything will happen until 2021. Full bore ahead. We're very excited about it. A whole new ball game. No more cabin in the woods. So, uh, yeah. Lee Corin um, is attached to direct it. So, uh, yeah, I guess we um, wait till next year. And see what goes down with all of this But I'm sure we're going to get more news before then Alright, so with um, cinemas opening and all of that It's now enabled um, TIFF, Toronto International Film Festival To unveil its plans for um, this year's uh, proceedings Right, so we knew that they were thinking of a hybrid festival Right so with some online elements and the physical but we didn't know what that meant so what they're saying is that um you know they're gonna have some physical screenings some drive-ins digital screenings virtual red carpets press conferences and industry talks uh they're going to be hosting 50 new feature films Five programs of short films um, Including uh, things like the new Francis Lee film uh, Amonit um, There's one from Thomas Vinterberg Another round Halle Berry She's going to be debuting her um, mixed martial arts inspired film Bruised Ricky Stubbs has got Concrete Cowboy. Um, we've got Fauna from Nicholas Parida. Um, Good Joe Bell from Ronaldo Marcus Green. Um, Susan Linden is going to be debuting Spring Blossom. And we got True Mothers from Naomi Kawasa. So, um, yeah, that's just a few of the films that will be, um, yeah, 
hitting tiff this year and um yeah as you know expected the festival will be taking place the 10th to the 19th of september all right so um you know there's a trailer out and um more news will be coming shortly i would imagine so uh yeah that's all um it's all pretty interesting man you know what i mean i am yeah i'm i'm looking forward to see what happens with that uh also also i look i have to um say i've been um yeah just just kind of run pretty much run ragged of late and i think a few things have slipped but i will be looking into this year's sheffield documentary festival uh so look out for um yeah kind of reviews on their content in the coming weeks okay all right awesome people well um yeah i think uh that's us uh, I, I i think we are um i think we're done for uh, this week although hold on there are uh, before we go before we go let's hit a couple of things um so um yeah George, um, there was a, a lost George A. Romero film has um, just been picked up, right? So Yellow Veil has uh, got the worldwide rights to the amusement park. So this was filmed in 1973. Um, but yeah, I don't think anyone um, knew where it was. Right, but it, it's recently been um, found. They've restored it, and uh, yeah, Yellow Veil Pictures won the rights at um, the on currently, you know, ongoing Cannes Virtual Market. So um, yeah, that could be interesting. Yeah, I mean, just see what kind of craziness was put together A, a, a zombie film in an uh, amusement park Alright, I'm in um, And also, as, as we're talking about, you know, the um, currently, you know, virtual cans bidding that's going on uh, It seems that Warner Brothers, Apple, MGM, Lionsgate and Universal are all uh, trying to grab Emancipation, which is the new film from Antonio Farouk, starring Will Smith. And um, I think we've spoken about the film. It was, uh, you know, written by William N. Collage, and it's a talk, it, you know, it follows a runaway slave called Peter who's escaped. To the Union Army during the Civil War, he, um, you know, he spends ten days outwitting bounty hunters, um, yeah, to uh, you know 
get to the to the unionists. So um, it looks like everyone wants a piece of this one. Hmm. We, we, I, don't know, I don't know. We'll see. Um, I mean, Will Smith films of late haven't been incredible, but we'll see what this one does. You know what I mean? But um, that is us people. I am officially done. So um, enjoy your film watching. You know, um, your vision hits tomorrow on Netflix. So um, we'll see what weird craziness that is. But um, hey, we'll be back next week. Um, I definitely have a couple of films for you. Um, but yeah, until then, people. Hey, watch, have fun, keep sane, and uh, yeah, let's touch base next Thursday. All right, cool. Peace.